Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services. A leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online, DonahueAccountingService.com. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. And I'm JT Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. All right, fellas, we are back for another episode. Let's jump right into it. The Bearcats are currently 4-0 and recently defeated NKU 90-66. JT, thoughts on the Bearcats' performance? It was a very impressive performance, the best one of the year, of the very young year, only their fourth game, but thought they had a their most complete game of the year, scoring 90 points, had 45 in each half. I thought inside, outside, I thought they were able to create with their defense. Re, they rebounded well, hit the offensive glass well. Um, honestly, it's not much you really can point out that was bad. I mean, they had a couple lapses early. I feel like the first 10 minutes, NKU was kind of getting where they wanted. And I feel like after late in the, late in the first half, I feel like they made that that surge. And after that, you know, they did, they didn't take their foot off the pedal, which was impressive as well. Now, Neil, um, before I jump into your thoughts, you're clean shaven right now, and we just started the podcast. Now, by the end of the podcast, you're going to have a full beard. Hey, <laughs> Make sure hey I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> thoughts on the Bearcats' performance, Neil? Yeah, there's a lot of positives uh, to take away from Sunday's uh, victory over NKU, and I think the first one we have to discuss is the plan uh, play of Dan Skillings. I thought he played arguably his best game of his young career. Uh, obviously, he finished with the game high, 25 points, 8 of 12 shooting and 9 rebounds. Overall, I mean, you can't – you look down at the stat line and you're like, okay, that's a great career day from Dan. But as Coach Miller has continued to preach, Dan Skillings is yet to reach uh, the potential he has. He's just scratching the surface. And that's something we have heard very frequently throughout this uh, – offseason in the season that now that it has begun but overall you anytime you can get a uh, performance like that from a guy like Dan Skillings obviously he didn't get to play in the NKU game last year because he turned an ankle the day before the pre, or day before the game so to come out and have a performance like that I mean 25 9 on 8 of 12 shooting like you if you you'll take that any night from a guy like Dan Skillings but then you also have to talk about a guy like Day Day Thomas I mean Finished uh, 8 of 11 from the field with a game, uh, another 20 points for the Bearcats, his first 20 points uh, game of his career at the Division One level. So, I mean, overall, Day-Day Thomas has now continued to make great strides for the Bearcats and has been a bright spot through the first uh, four games. And, I mean, you're looking down at his stats right now, and he is averaging double digits in scoring. And this is a guy who's just now – really getting his feet under his belt throughout the season. He's averaging 17.5 points per game. So everyone was kind of wondering what kind of player day day Thomas was going to be stepping foot into that point guard role for the Bearcats. 
But through the first four games, they're getting a great glimpse of what Dede Thomas is and the potential he has there at that point guard position for West Miller and the Bearcats. So overall, a great performance. Obviously, Victor Locken had another 14-14 and 14 night, so his third double-double of the season. Always a great night for the Bearcats if you can get a guy like Vic in double-digit rebounds as well. Neil, you are the stat man. You are on the stats. Um, overall, I was pleased. Um, you know, I wish we would have turned them over a little bit more. I think both teams were at a, what, eight turnovers apiece. Um, I was definitely pleased with the rebounding like JT talked about. I think we won the rebounding edge by uh, 15 or so. And to, to what you were saying, Neil, um, and talk about JT's guy, Dan Skilling. JT's been so high on Dan Skilling's from, from day one. Um, I, I just think he, of all the guys on the roster, when you really look at that pro frame and body and style of play, you know, he is that guy. And like you say, he's barely scratched uh, the surface. Day uh, Day. I don't know about, and I want to ask you this, JT. I don't know about you, but I, I think Day-Day is further along right now than I thought he would be as the Bearcats point guard. Yeah, I, I second that. I thought, I mean, just from seeing clips and then seeing him in the summer, I was like, okay, he, he definitely is going to be legit. But I think he's like, um, I guess he's like in honors courses, you know what I mean, right now? Uh -huh. You thought you might be having to put him in like the 99 class. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, I was never in any honors classes. I was in the classes down by the boiler room. <laughs> I was in the, I was in I the, been in a couple of honors. I, I normally I'm normally right right on border, you know what I'm saying? You smart. I, I had some homies that was in the classes that was trying to get up to the uh get up to par. It happens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we survived. But, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, we were thinking, like, he's going to have to take baby steps, you know, like where he's going to be, like, training wheels, all that type of stuff. But now you you could tell, like, he's just – he's getting more comfortable. He's definitely a lot farther along, which that makes it that much – that's what makes this team that much more dangerous, honestly, because, you know, point guard was the main question besides the big man depth. Yep. Uh, so with him – you know, taking the reins like this, and even even Jizzle, like I know we, we are talking about day-day Jizzle, he's going to make freshman mistakes, but him being able to get his feet wet in this non-conference is huge for the Big 12, honestly. And JT, will you talk a little bit about, you know, after the game and the NKU game, you and I were having a conversation, and you were talking a little bit about day-day on the court, like he obviously I've talked about him playing with a smile, but you were talking about that chip he plays with talking trash. Like he's, he's in guys faces during the game. Yeah. Yeah. I need to ask him. I'm, I'm going to ask him about that. Like next game, he's, he uh, goes to the podium because he, um he, like, he seems like he, he gets riled up. I don't know if somebody said something to him or if he said something or he initiates it, but if you ever see him make a shot, he makes a tough shot. He gets in the person's face. And I feel like after that, he goes on like a, a mini run every time. Like I've noticed it Mul mm. multiple games. And like, I mean, he's always smiling, but I don't know. Some people are just like that. Like where they just either you talk to them or they're going to be talkers, but it helps their game. Like I feel like if somebody talks trash to Day Day Thomas, they're just helping him. Like you kind of have to be nice to him. And just even if he's doing good, you kind of, oh, good move. You can't like, um, 
you can't talk trash against him. It, it helps him. Some people, you talk trash, it gets them off your game. You're, you're playing right in the day-day's wheelhouse. I can see it. Like I can see it just from watching the game. Like He loves it. Well, let's bottle that and make sure come Big 12 play, the Big 12 opponents are talking trash to Day-Day Thomas. So, <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> come January 9th. We need that. We need all the trash talk possible. And you Amen know, Day -Day. <laughs> so last episode I talked about uh, Seamus get, getting going. And, you know, I still don't, I, I still don't feel like he's, he feels comfortable out there yet. I, I don't know why. I was getting ready to text him and I was going to tell him, I know this sounds crazy, but I was going to tell him to change his shoes because he's wearing Jordans, but he's got some Jordans from a couple years ago. And I'm superstitious about that stuff. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell him like you need to get into new Jordans. Like I'm gonna I'm text him and see if that that helps him out. But I, 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 he he's such a big time player. And like I said in the last podcast, we really need him January 9th and, and moving forward when we start Big 12 play. But I think he's got to play at a higher level. Yeah, I get that. But I, but the thing is, I mean, everybody has confidence. Like that's the one thing that Wes has all has talked about in the press conference. He he's not worried about CMOS, um, which is good um but yeah like you said like he had a solid game he just he isn't scoring at the clip you would would have thought at the beginning of the season but he's right. shooting good shots that's the thing like so yeah. it's kind of like you know damned if you do damned if you don't kind of right now um but i think he's taking the right shots which is good he's not forcing many so i think he's not in a rut for say mentally i just think he just has to get a couple to fall down think this game, we I kind of want to see if a, it's out of his first three shots, if he can get two to fall, something like that. I think that'll help him out. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I definitely think he's taking great shots, um, just not yeah. making them. Like he he had, I think there was maybe two three-pointers that he took that I'm like, oh, those are good. And they, and they just didn't go in. I, yeah. I, I was like, come on, man, go, go in. And they're going to start to fall. Like you talk about, like people have confidence in him. And, and and one of the things for me watching him preseason, I know what he's capable of. I mean, I've seen him go off in these practices and scrimmages. I know what he's capable of. And I, I want to see that. And and when this basketball team gets clicking on all cylinders, just think of how tough they're going to be, you know, to guard with yeah. Vic doing Vic things, Dan starting to turn the corner, Day Day's tough. You know, see my start scoring. Yeah. We're talk about Aziz and Million a little bit. You know, yeah. we're talk about that. You throw all that into an equation, and John woo! dunking on everybody. <laughs> what you say? I said John dunking on everybody. Oh man. Oh, and let me let me say this too. Um, you know, after the game, Neil, I was talking to Sam Vincent from NKU, and um, you know, I just asked him what are his thoughts on the games, and I I thought Sam played well. I thought he uh, I thought he played well on Sunday. And um, one of the things that he said to me, he was like, man, John Newman is strong. And I said, I said, really, like, you know, you've played a lot of strong players. I mean, you played Houston last year in the tournament. You've played a lot. He goes, no, no, this was different. He's strong. And that's 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 pretty high praise from from Sam because he's played a lot of high level players. So I went actually I told John Newman that night. Um, that's what uh, what Sam said, and and John's such a man. He he's just such a game changer for this basketball team, man. You, yeah, you, and that's every game, Neil. And that's a huge testament to what Coach Rayfeld 
is doing with these guys in the weight room. Absolutely. I mean, Good shout out to him. Good shout yeah, out. Especially sure, with the monster right and there. everything. <laughs> I mean, you're seeing guys transform their bodies tremendously. And John Newman was one who tr- was in there, transformed his body quite a bit since coming to Cincinnati a couple years ago. But then you look at the job he's just recently done with Jamil Reynolds. Although he's still waiting on the appeal, what he's doing with Jamil Reynolds right now is incredible as well. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get into that in a little bit and talk about these uh, uh, potential waivers with Jamil and uh, and Aziz. Now the Bearcats play Georgia Tech tonight at 7 p.m. in the Fifth Third Arena. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast presented by Donahue Accounting Services. Now let's jump into the Big O segment sponsored by Smart Dog Solution. In this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. JT, who are you looking forward to watching from the Bearcats tonight? Man, that's a good question because the season's so young, so many new players. So it's the team is so deep. It's weird, man. So I think I'm going to go. I feel like I went day. I went day day last game, didn't I? Uh, went day day, didn't I? Was it, or was it day day and Dan? Really? Day day and Dan. Hmm. I think it was day day. It was day day. I went day day. I might have to go back and look. Okay, I'm at the re. I'm at the re. Uh, listen after this. So, uh, my bad, y'all, for uh, for not having the answer ASAP. But honestly, I wanna. Man, that's a good question. I, I'm going to see Moss. I'm gonna go see Moss, man. Um, okay. Why? Because we kind of thought, you know, we thought the game against NKU was gonna be a breakout game for him. He still filled it. I think he had seven, six, and seven. I want to say something like that. Um, I didn't pull up the stats, but I think he has seven assists. Um, So I think he's making the right plays. I feel like he's going to have a game at home where he gets between 13 and 17 and everybody's going to go crazy. So I think uh, tonight is going to be the night. I think he'll have hit a couple threes. He'll get to the free throw line and he'll get double digits. Isn't that a song? Tonight's going to be the night. I think so. Isn't that a damn? Is that a? Uh, I feel like it's something for uh, Jermaine Dupree got something to do with that. <laughs> I think he does, but it, I, <laughs> I feel like he did a remake or something. I feel like Jermaine Dupree has something to do with it. It might be like Ooh. a, might be a brat song. Ooh, don't, <laughs> not, don't bring up the. the it might be a brat song. No BS. <laughs> don't that's not, I got it. I'm telling you, I'm gonna find out. That's yeah, definitely. We, just need to, we need to look that one up. Uh, Neil, who do we need to watch from Georgia Tech? <laughs> yeah, Georgia Tech is actually a very interesting opponent. I know heading into this one, you had four non-conference games, including NKU. And Georgia Tech's probably the one of the better teams on this non-conference schedule. And they're led by Miles Kelly, who is their leading scorer a season ago. He's returned, uh, returned for this season. He did test the draft waters. Uh, this past offseason and elected to return. And Damon Saudemeyer is in his first year as head coach of Georgia Tech. So obviously, anytime you get to return to a program with a historic guy and Damon Saudemeyer at the realm, obviously we've seen what he is able to do in his playing career and as an assistant as the Boston Celtics. But Miles Kelly is a six foot six guard who is capable of not only scoring at all three levels, but loves to crash the boards as well. And 
in five in 25 games last season for the Jackets, he scored in double figures. And then he leads the team in 32 minutes per game. But through the first three games for Georgia Tech, he's averaging 21 points, which is incredible for what he's been able to do. But he also loves to crash the glass. So if you uh, for Georgia Tech, it starts with him. And then also uh, Dallin Coleman, he's shooting 62.5% from the field, and he's averaging nearly 10 po- or 16 points per game. Pure score, another big body guard. So it's going to rely on those two guys, and those are going to be the two guys that Damon Sotomayor really looks for uh, tonight at Fifth Third Arena. And overall, I mean, just those two guys are going to be two guys to uh, kind of hone in on because those are two game changers uh, for the Jackets, and those are going to be two guys who are going to look to come out quick and really get to the rim and attack early. All right, Neil, go to the website. Go to Georgia Tech's website. Tell me, you're on here? Yes, sir. Go to the roster. All right. Uh, number, number 10. Ebenezer Duwana. Let me see. <laughs> Say it again. What we got? Ebenezer Duwana. Number 11. Bay Nindogo. <laughs> Number 5. Tafara Gapare. Hey, JT, we're not. This is this is true. This is like on this. These are all these guys' names. Oh, that's about to be wild. <laughs> I think this game's on ESPN too, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Is it? I hope so. Um, oh man, that's gonna be. I'm gonna have to have some earbuds in on this one. It's on. It's on plus. On oh, um, plus. Okay. Yeah. Number thirty. Number thirty. Number thirty. Let's scroll down. Let's see real quick. Ibrahim Suwer. I love that. You're so good at this, Neil. I don't know why you're so good at this. Like, like I'm in a spelling bee or like something. Can I get the pronunciation? <laughs> I have it in the sentence. Um, <laughs> the Big O segment is sponsored by Smart Dog Solutions. All right. For the Bearcats, here's what I'm looking for. I need my guy CJ Frederick to get some more shots this game. Um, he only mm. took three threes, made one, ended up with three points. And I feel like this is a game where he could go off. Like, they could run some sets for him. Um, I think there's going to be concentration on, like, Dan and Vic. Um, and CJ can sneak in there. Now, everybody knows CJ can shoot the basketball, but sometimes you fall asleep. And there's going to be a lot of hype around Aziz. So there's going to be, you know, looking at that. Now, I'm not sure how much Aziz is going to play, but um, I'm looking for a big game uh, from CJ. And I tell you what, I was talking with CJ and his father after the game, the NKU game. And I, I, I said to his dad, I said, man, I'm so happy that CJ is, uh, you know, part of the Bearcats now. And I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to when we get to Big 12 play because CJ, being a veteran, I mean, he's been in big games. He's been around big games, being with NKU and, and, and Iowa. I don't think he fears that moment of of big games. So I'm really looking forward to watching CJ all season, just being a veteran and, and being being steady. The Big O segment was sponsored by Smart Dog Solutions.
Do you have a business that needs better inventory control, production management, or improved accounting control, outgrown QuickBooks, or can't afford NetSuite? Give loyal Bearcat grads Doug and Kathy Jacobs at Smart Dog Solutions a call. They've been in your position and would love to help solve your problem. Contact them at 513-739-9473 or smartdog-solutions.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Donahue Accounting Services. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, this is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, what do the Bearcats need to do to win? They need to rebound the ball like they did against NKU and not turn the ball over. So I think if they do those two things, they sound. I know I'm probably going to sound like a broken record all year, but I feel like if they do that, they will be fine because they will cut down Georgia Tech's extra possessions. And then normally that's going to lead to the Bearcats getting more shots at the basket, which which is what the fans want, which was which which Coach Miller wants, which the players want. So um, I'm going with that. I'm definitely going clean the glass up and don't turn the ball over. All right, Neil, with that being said, what do the Bearcats need to do when to win big? Yeah, I think JT kind of hit the nail on the head, obviously limit the turnovers, but obviously if they can find a way to limit the turnovers, win the battle of the glass, obviously Georgia Tech is going to have some size there, and that's something everyone can kind of tell just coming in there. Uh, You know Damon Stoudemire is going to have these boys hitting the glass, crashing hard, being physical inside, but they really have to limit the turnovers and win the battle of the glass. Whether that is guys like Victor Lockin, Odia Guama, Aziz Bandego, now that he's clear, uh, CJ Fredericks, Seamus uh, Lokosius, overall Seamus getting in active on the boards, that's going to be huge as well. Obviously, we mentioned uh, him stepping up here uh, as a key impact player tonight at Fifth Third Arena. What Seamus is able to do with his size and really get on the board. I think if they can get him active on the boards along with the bigs, that's huge. But overall, they just got to limit the turnovers and win the battle of the glass. And I think if they can do that, keep their turnovers under 12, they can keep the turnovers under 12 for this one. I think they'll be in great hands to win big at Fifth Third Arena this evening. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now we mentioned uh, Damon Stoudemire, obviously a, a former NBA pro. Also on staff is Bonzi Wells. Well, yes, former NBA player, Bonzi Wells. So they've got two, two really good NBA guys on staff, which, which tells me from a recruiting standpoint, um, it shouldn't take Georgia Tech long to, to really build it and get some good recruits in. Now, here's the interesting part about this game. So Georgia Tech just played Howard. They beat Howard 88 to 85. Who do the Bearcats play after Georgia Tech? Howard. Howard. So I'm interested to see how the Bearcats do, if they can really put it on Georgia Tech, really dominate them, and then go at Howard and and dominate them as well. So Howard was actually up at half, I believe, against uh, Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech obviously ended up winning um, towards the end. Um, but but like you guys said, I think it's pretty obvious we got to dominate the glass. Um, I think that's going to be one of the top things. Always watching the turnovers, um, and, and it's great too with with Vic and and, and Dan 
doing well on the glass. Um, I'm interested to see how many minutes, uh, you know, coach plays Aziz. He's been practicing this whole time. He's been a part of the team, but it's going to be interesting how many minutes he plays him. So we're going to talk about that um, here shortly. The Kenyon segment, Keys to the Game, was sponsored by Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Donahue Accounting Services. The Twyman segment is sponsored by Visionary Cleaners. This is where we cover hot topics, and I think this is an easy one. Monday afternoon, the Bearcats got word that UC transfer Aziz Bendego is now eligible to play immediately. JT, honestly, were you shocked when you heard this news? Were you expecting this? Shock, yes. Expecting it, no. So, not going to lie, especially how Coach Miller has been tearing into the NCAA, and rightfully so. I mean, he doesn't have a contact. He said that clear as day in the, in the presser multiple times. He's poured his heart out, you know, battling for these kids, these young men. And with the NCAA, you have no rhyme or reason. So you don't know. <laughs> you know when you have to turn stuff in, but you don't know when you're going to get a, get an answer. As Jamil hasn't got an answer yet. I'm not trying to jump the gun, but there's no way that anybody thought they were going to get an answer after the way Coach Miller was talking um on sunday night so it was a pleasant surprise a great surprise and um good for the program good for aziz because i know um you know coach miller said you know sleep has been rough you know just thinking about those young men and uh you know z said he hasn't been sleeping well so I, i'm guessing he's probably sleeping a lot better now so i think that's a dope thing great thing and um just for the kid even no matter what even beyond the success part that's good that he's able to play and, you know, get back to some kind of normalcy fully. Um, it's probably been like, you know, you practice, but you don't know. You're just there to support your teammates right, right now. So now he's able to be able to play and suit up for real now. So that's, that's good. Now, now, JT, before we go to Neil, if you're Coach Miller, what do you do with Aziz tonight? Aziz plays, but I think I would keep him on a minute count. I probably would keep, if I'm the coach, I'm probably keeping him between 10 to 15 minutes. In that range, mm-hmm. um, just because first game back, all this stress and uncertainty. Um, I know he's going to press a little bit, so I think you just want to get his feet wet. Don't overdo it. If he's playing well, you might let him stretch it a little bit, but I think I, at max, I don't think he goes over 20. That's even the very thing is going gravy. Um, I think 10 to 15 minutes, though, I think. I think he's going to keep the rotation, get him in there, get his feet wet. Um see how he's adjusting to just being playing with, you know, against other teams. I know he's been practicing against the Bearcats, but I think 10 to 15 minutes is kind of that sweet spot for me. If, if I'm, if I'm coach Wes Miller, but he's the coach for a reason. So we'll see how, see what he does tonight. You know, JT, I I would agree with you. And I I think the one caveat to it is if Aziz starts balling out, you gotta let him. You gotta let him ride. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta let him cook. You gotta let him cook. If he's balling, he comes out there and he's like, first couple of minutes he got like five rebounds, a couple of blocks, and he's dunking everything. Like ah, uh, let him. Kind of gotta put that to the wayside because whatever training you've been doing with Coach Rayfield and and practice is working. So then you kind of just gotta let it rock. But if it's kind of like you know 
maybe stress is, you know, you know, taking over and stuff like that, then, you know, I take 10 to 15. But like you said, if he comes out there balling, scrap, scrap my uh, cautious plans out the, out the window and you just let it rock. <laughs> you, you know what? The arena is going to go crazy when Aziz gets his first block. Oh, man. I mean, you're going to go crazy when he checks in. But yeah. then when he gets that blocker dunk. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. They see him hit that sky above the the square on the backboard, and they're going to realize how much of that vertical is true after seeing that picture go viral. If he now, catches a oop, it's really going to go crazy. Uh, and I, I, I think we'll see all of the above. I definitely yeah. will we'll see all of that. Now, now, Neil, what do you think all this means for Jamil? Yeah, honestly, going back to Aziz, I mean, I think we kind of could get a glimpse of some movement was going to happen heading into Monday evening just because before the game Sunday, Aziz actually took the floor for warm-ups and, like, did some work warm-ups. That was the most we've seen Aziz work all season outside of practice. So once you kind of saw that, you kind of could see, like, hey, there might be some movement here, an announcement might be coming and after West gave the statement, you're like, okay, is it coming soon? Like, what's going to happen? But overall, like, seeing him warm up, that was a positive sign to the news. But for Jamil, I mean, obviously, West Miller gave a powerful statement again Sunday after the NKU game. And he basically went through the timeline. He said, we submitted the appeal in August, and it got obviously got denied. They sent the appeal back in October, and here we are. And they still ha don't have an update on him. So when uh, Wes Miller was talking in his press uh, post-game press conference, he really said, like, I don't have a, the direct contact through the NCAA, to the NCAA, but I reached out to our compliance. Our compliance reached out to the NCAA. And they basically said, hey, we will not be able to get to this waiver until December, it sounded like, from Coach Miller. So basically how the NCAA, it seems how the NCAA is processing these waivers is, it's just in a queue of, okay, this one's next. Did this get submitted first? That's how I see it as it. But what for Jamila, I mean, what the hell are they doing? Like, what's <laughs> December? Like, what, what, what are you doing? Isn't it your crazy. job to do to go through this stuff? Crazy. Yeah, this, this shit is crazy to me. It, it shit is crazy. Milking it. And it's crazy it. we mentioned this because this is a great topic for Jamil because. The guy, the kid from West Virginia, Raekwon Battle, just got his waiver denied today. He hasn't even submitted the appeal. He got his initial waiver denied today, this afternoon. And they are mid-November right now. Basically, the end of November is where we're sitting at. They submitted his appeal back in August. And they are just now getting the initial word back from the NCAA. So it, it's crazy. It's a crazy process. So, but for, so wait a minute, Neil. Do you, do you think that Millie is is going to win this case or or i got shit we're, we're still on the appeal right we haven't heard back on the appeal yes that correct? That's, yep that's when west miller said it sounds like the compliance told them that december they wouldn't be able to get to jamil's appeal process till about that december time frame is what he said in the post-game press conference right so do you think he will get the appeal like he will win that and he'll be on the court here in december I would, I would love to hope yes, especially after the statement that Wes Miller has made. And he has been very vocal about getting his guys out there and doing what is right for these young men. And, I mean, we had another instance this afternoon. He gave a great lengthy speech on how they are happy with the outcome for Aziz. But 
he made it known the job is still not done. There's still stuff to be done there and they have to do the right thing and get into mill eligible. They said it's a still a process, but he said he wasn't going to back down. He's not going away until both of these guys are, are eligible. But overall, I mean, you take the positive news. I mean, this is also Wes Miller shared a personal story with how he told Aziz that his waiver got granted yesterday. It was right after the end of practice. Uh, Drew Adams came running down the tunnel after he got off the phone call from the NCAA, said, hey, this is he's been granted. He went and told Wes at the end of practice. Coach Miller talked to Aziz first, but he said he pulled Jamil aside by himself before they told the team and said, hey, Aziz got granted. But I just want to let you know, like efforts are being put forth on your behalf and we're not going away. And Jamil's reaction for his teammates said it all. And I mean. Coach Miller was really uh, really emotional when he was talking about it today. He said, man, just Jamil's reaction was – it was emotional. Like, he was happy. He was the teammate. He goes, we really have the right guys in the locker room. But when Jamil's waiver goes through and this is all said and done, I do think that he will be on the court for the Bearcats at one point this season. I sure hope so, man. Free Millie. No, no, I know. <laughs> Free Millie. Yeah, I need a shirt. Need some. Need some shirts. We free need money. some free Millie, sh- man. If I, you know what? What's dang? I wish I could get a free Millie shirt. I gotta get a free Millie shirt ready on deck. We're gonna we're gonna wear that. I'm gonna get you guys free Millie shirts too. Yeah, we need free Millie shirts. We, we yeah, for sure. We're gonna the NCAA just don't make sense, man. Like they don't make sense. Like I don't know. They they probably will like the decline. They'll deny the waiver. They'll do the same thing and then by new year he'll be able to play or something like that yeah it's it's dumb though let's let them play like if they did everything they supposed to do let them play because you change the rule after the fact you can't you can't like throw the rock and then try to hide behind it and say you didn't throw the rock like it's just dumb man dumb now next year when they have a uniform thing if people don't you know, no matter what, you got to sit out if it's the second time. Cool. Unless you like a grad transfer or something like that. That's cool. But they can't change it mid-portal. <laughs> mid Going back to the topic. They changed it mid-portal. They changed it mid-portal and expect people to be like, oh, we're just going to not. We don't want to play. You know what I mean? Like, nah. Like, I would have stayed where I was at if that's the case. You know what exactly. I mean? Or I would have tra- transferred with that knowledge so back in the day you knew you had to sit out of here that's cool did it suck yeah but you knew what it was like you can't people thought like everybody that trent that were in the portal knew that they were supposed to, like i'm supposed to be good <laughs> you know what i'm saying then you're gonna change it yeah. three months in the three months after the fact like nah man it don't work that way yeah but going back to what we were talking about on the waiver process i think the fans support of these two young men have been fantastic. I mean, obviously you see at games, the signs that say free Aziz, free Jamil, but it's the fact is the fan base is so uh, overwhelming these guys in with the love and support. They haven't even stepped foot on the court yet. And you can see the support they're getting from the fan base. And that is something Wes Miller did hit on in today's press conference that he really was touched by all the support from the fans and, uh, the Bearcat community. And I mean, honestly, when they both are out there on the court, if the waiver goes through for Jamil at the, at one point this season, if they both hit the court at the same time, the love and the support that they get from the Bearcats 
fans. It's going it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. The tournament segment is sponsored by Visionary Cleaners. Hey, and I, w- I want to say something real quick. I've said this before, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on this again. Wes Miller is the man for this job. Wes Miller is the man for this program. And there are just so many ingredients that that make up Wes, you know, and, and his staff deserves credit too. Don't get me wrong, but you look at the recruiting, you you look at you know how he runs his teams. You look at how he treats his players, how he cares about his players, how he understands the fan base, how he understands former players, how he understands our community. I mean, this 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 guy is everything you want in a head basketball coach for the University of Cincinnati. And our our hope is, I think we all need to be the biggest North Carolina fans. Like we need them to continue to do well. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they're doing right now. I say it all this. I say it all the time, bro. Like yeah. I'm checking New North Carolina uh, recruiting, <laughs> like it's UC recruiting. <laughs> like we need yeah. Herbert. We need Herbert Davis. Hubert. Herbert Davis. It's Herbert, not Hubert. Hubert it's Davis. Hubert. Hubert Davis. Hubert. My bad. Hubert, Hubert Davis. He got a ball. He got a ball on that bench. This dude. Yeah. But it's also true, like, people have seen in the clips and stuff that from the press conference and stuff, like, people who – it's a side of things that the fans and stuff don't really get to see. It's the side that we get to see because we we get to interact with the coaches, the players. But, man, like, Wes is just a genuine guy. And, I mean, you can see how much he really cares for these young men and the people around him within that building. And, I mean, he was heartbroken. The other day, I mean, you could see it when he was pounding that table. Like, he was trying so hard not to get emotional right there on the stage for these young men after they didn't get the news, before they got the news on Aziz. And he's been very vocal through this all. And, I mean, I know I spoke to a lot of uh, people I met at Big 12 Media Days in Kansas City, and they're all reaching out to me like, man, like, Wes is the guy. Like, I – I never watched like they were all telling me like I never really watched a Wes Miller press conference, obviously new to the Big 12 and whatnot. And he goes, man, like that was the home run hire for you guys. And I mean, sitting in press conferences like and you watch them back, like just the love, the genuine care. And as a younger adult, I kind of see it differently. I feel like just because as a young adult, you see how much passion and generosity and the caring coach that he has because you can see he wants to really teach these guys and really lead them on the right path both on and off the court which is a great role model and personally if I was any young man and I had a leader like that on the court that'd be impactful in many ways outside of the sport that he is coaching in itself the Twyman segment is sponsored by Visionary Cleaners Visionary Cleaners is a local owned company by former Bearcat student athletes They specialize in high-quality commercial cleaning of business, apart pre- and post-construction cleans. They can be reached at 513-388-7816 or contact at visionarycleaners.com. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Donahue Accounting Services, Smart Dog Solutions, Greg Hood at Beachmont Toyota, and visionary cleaners. Now we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. 
Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Uh, once again, we will be there live doing a podcast sometime this season. I will have a podcast live. Uh, we're going to have the Nasty Natty, members of the Nasty Natty team there for the podcast before uh, the game tonight um, against uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, I think uh, Kevin Johnson will be in the house. Mama do do. Uh, Coriante DeBerry, uh, Kane Broom's going to be in the house. Uh, Kashmir Wright might make uh, an appearance. So uh, we're going to have a pretty good group of guys. We'll be telling some stories from back in the day. So you guys going to have a chance to uh, check out the Georgia Tech game? We be there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Should be, should be able to pull it through. Okay, great. Hey, Is, uh, Kane bringing a, uh, a special Bearcat to I, the game tomorrow? I, I don't know that. Um, I do not know that. I cannot comment on that. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> hey, you guys have a great Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving by the way. Um, what is your favorite food on Thanksgiving, Neil? I'm a green bean guy, but I love me some turkey, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Of all the stuff, you said you're a green bean guy? Dude, I love me some green beans. Wow. Love you. <laughs> wow. JT? Ham. You about to go ham on some ham? Yeah, ham and mac and cheese, bro. And forget his uh, mysterious cup, too. You know, nah, he's going to that today. I got to maybe tomorrow I'll get back to action on that, but <laughs> kind of push, push through, man. It's been a tough couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is like, you know, it's you, you have to cram everything in before the holidays, right? And then you've got two major holidays next to each other Thanksgiving and then Christmas, and then you got New Year's. So it's like you're just trying to cram so much work and all this stuff. Man, I'm just excited to sleep on Thanksgiving. Like, get, some, get a little bit of rest, man. I'm going to get delude watching football. Okay, there you go. Enjoy. Yeah, football, about to be gravy. A lot of basketball, but football going to be the main thing. So it's going down. There you go. Well, I'm going to start the day off uh, Thanksgiving, running the Thanksgiving Day race downtown. Okay. And how many? Yep. How many miles? You doing five k? That's a ten k. Oh, okay. So, um, got some new running shoes. Got some new uh, Nike running shoes ready to go. Ready. To, I tested them out today. So okay. All ready. broken in. No, you know what? I'm not a big. I'm not a big broken in shoe guy. I like playing in, or playing or running in shoes that are new. I don't know why. I've just always been mm. like that. Mm. The more they get broken in, the more I'm like, okay, I need a new pair of shoes. Okay, I'm just different. Like you like that, JT, or what? Or do you you break? It depends on the running shoes. The new ones they cool, and then after a while, because the way my way I walk, it, I gotta change them up. But basketball it didn't matter too much. Long as I had good grip, I was cool. Okay, my, my grip got shaky. Uh, it's time. We gotta we gotta make it work. Yeah, you, you gotta have, it yeah, you've got a good traction if you're gonna hoop. Yeah, yeah. Make it even worse. You don't want. You already got a chance to get your ankles. Taken, you got to make sure you can <laughs> when you want. <laughs> no, no question about that. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast presented by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services. A leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, our top notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513 528. 3982 or visit 
donahueaccountingservice.com. We want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Donahue Accounting Services. Go Bearcats! Thank you.